Hope you're ready because it's time for Video Game Rewind. Oh yeah. And now, here's your hosts, Tim and Jacob. Let's rock. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Video Game Rewind. I am one of your hosts, Tim Nadell. Please follow me online. It's at Saturday Rewind, and also it's at Tim the Tune Man, both on Instagram and Twitter. And I am the other host, uh, Jake. And uh, Tim, why do you have so many social media things? And I don't even really have any. <laughs> Tim's making up for my so- lack of social media by having all the social medias. Exactly so, right. If you want to get a hold of me, just get a hold of Tim. He'll shoot me a text and say, hey, <laughs> get on social media more. Because I'm not really on there. I'll write, I'll write oh, him yeah. a letter. Jake. Snail mail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, and I, yes, go ahead, Gary. Yeah, I, I am. Uh, you, well, you gave it away. I, I don't even want to do it now. <laughs> well, they don't know what Gary. It could be any Gary. <laughs> That's true. I am Gary Lane. Uh, Gary Sinise. Uh, Here's Gary Sinise, uh, folks. Oh, I can't even do an impression of him. I can't either. Uh, <laughs> that was a pretty good impression, actually. Oh, yeah? <laughs> cool. I was trying the whole time. Uh, yeah, I am. you may know me from the regular Cartoon Talk episodes, or irregular as of late, but still the Cartoon Talk episodes. I am at SMR Gary. We had a fun little chat talking about our favorite retro Christmas commercials just last week. That is true. Gary and I did. So we are here talking about some good old fashioned retro Christmas video games that we picked out back in November. Sure. That's exactly when we picked these out. I'm excited. (laughs) It may have been September. It may have been September, but nobody (laughs) needs to know that, right? (laughs) Yeah. This is a very smooth show that we're doing here. And we didn't, yeah. (laughs) We're just no behind the scenes. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, we are recording this in july by the way this is actually the first episode that we've ever technically recorded of video game rewind like ever this is the first one all You're the right. ones that people may have heard after this yeah was... <laughs> right or so before. what happens what before happens after to be in between now and the first episode <laughs> uh tragically you get very sick oh no <laughs> yeah like really sick yeah <laughs> I hope not. Well, no, you do. And then um, the way that basically your life is saved is because I I donate to you an organ of some sort, and you're saved. You're welcome. All right. Well, you put this future on yourself. Well, basically, that's why I'm your best friend and not Tim. (laughs) True. All right. How do we demount this? (laughs) Video games. Tim, what game did you choose? (laughs) Oh, I I think I will go first, actually. So back back in July or whenever we recorded the last episode. July of 2016. (laughs) Probably true. We chose our games that we're going to be talking about for this Christmas episode, and I chose a game for the NES called Home Alone. I'm sure everybody knows the movie at least. And mm-hmm. most of you probably played the NES game if you're of age. I honestly have not. I this is my first time I ever played this game was for this episode. <laughs> Surprisingly, yep, which is surprising too. because I love the movie. So I don't know where mm-hmm. I was in 1991 when it came out. No, I'm the same. I I had never played the game either, and I love the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, still love the movie. I do watch too. it at least once a year. Yeah, it's one of the best Christmas movies I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I never played the game on NES, but I played it on Game Boy. So it's basically the same, okay. just a lot greener. <laughs> <laughs> it's more True. it's more festive that way. It's more, yeah, that's uh, right. <laughs> okay, so I picked out some audio real quick. Here is some audio from the gameplay. That's pretty much it. You get that over and over and over again. And I, I must tell you, this is, I think I'm going to spoil my review a little bit, but this game kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Good review. Yeah. yeah. It's also so, accurate. Yeah, so this game came out, like I said, in, in October of 1991 on the NES, and also what other platforms was it on? I didn't even check that out. Pretty much all of them at one point or another. Game Boy, SNES, uh it was ported to Sega, but it was a different game yeah. for Sega. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, by Bethesda Softworks. So, pretty much the the uh, story behind this game, if you even want to call it a story, it starts off and immediately I, I die within a half a second probably because I had no idea what I was doing. Because you start off right. on the outside doorsteps of his house, and uh, if you wait maybe about three seconds, you know the wet bandits come and they they. I don't know what they do, kidnap you or whatever they do. And I had no idea what I was doing first off. So basically what makes a lot of sense to me is that you start off outside. Yeah, you start off outside, yeah. Um, because, you know, that's what Kevin always wanted to do was be outside. Mm-hmm. Like the whole movie it was like him setting up booby traps Especially in the house. since I feel like he the knows... game would have been so much yeah. cooler if you were setting up booby yes, traps Yes, exactly. I was thinking the same exact thing. I wish... I kind of wished it was more like the Spy vs. Spy game for NES, where you had a little more time to plan ahead and plant, mm-hmm. you know, little booby traps everywhere. Yes, that's a great game. Yeah. By comparison. I I think that maybe you needed the instruction booklet for this, but I didn't have that. Yeah. Any yeah. of the times I played it, and I never knew what I was doing. So you have a time limit. You have 20 minutes. You have to survive without getting caught for 20 minutes. I don't think I lasted more than four minutes, honestly. Well, I mean, it's not an easy game. No. (laughs) As as you go through the house, you go through the house and you pick up these little booby traps, like there's, you know, the ornaments, um, there's cars, um, there's that, I believe I saw that blowtorch thing that he does on the doorknob. Right. Um, (laughs) Spider. Yeah, a spider. And you can place them anywhere you want to, honestly. They just go on the floor and as soon as one of the wet bandits comes walks over it, they kind of like shrink down into like, I don't know, they they kind of collapse and they fall down. Yeah. And uh, it buys you, what, maybe five to seven more seconds to kind of run away. Something like that. And continue yeah. to find more booby traps to place behind you as they come up behind you. And you have to do that throughout the whole house and the outside. So you have, I believe it was three stories. You have the basement, the first story and second story of the house. And then to mm-hmm. the right side of the uh, house was a rope that connected with his um, treehouse, which you see yes. in the movie. One time I got caught because I was kind of hanging out upstairs in the in the top bedroom, and I didn't realize the wet bandits knew about the rope uh, already ahead of time, and he just come crawling through the window right next to me. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, but twenty minutes. I I watched. There's ga- no way. I watched gameplay of some guy beating the game. I don't know yeah. how he did it, honestly. It was remarkable. But mm-hmm. I got really confused with the buttons, too. I was like, okay, which one picks up? Which one drops? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And yes. I kept on yes. missing, yes. missing that all the time, and they'd always capture me every time I was about to lay a trap down behind me. Mm-hmm. And they're always there, and they're so much faster than you do. Yeah. Hey, side note, did you guys see the that Google commercial 
Oh yeah, I saw that, that today. That Macaulay Culkin yes. did, yeah, yeah. Where he like reenacted all those scenes. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I, I love that. that. You know, I feel like what would make these games better is if people that enjoyed the movies made them. Yeah, you think? Like huh? half the time, I'm pretty sure that these people never even watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Whenever they make, they have like a piece of paper that gives them a premise, and then they just put it together. I could be wrong, but I'm guessing a lot of these movies are like that because it's it, like if you yeah. loved the movie and watched it. The game could have been so much better. Well, it's better. like that with like Michael mm-hmm. Bay stuff. I'm not saying all of the stuff is bad, but I would say 90% of it is. And if the screenwriters would just appreciate and like the content, it could be remarkable. Right, sure. yeah, because there's no way that somebody that was a, a Ninja Turtles fan... Yeah. No. No, like and if any of them was in that room and heard half the stuff that they were talking about doing, they'd be like, oh, I have to kill all of you and then myself. Although, side note, I do think the second movie they did was more like the animated series from the 80s and early 90s. Yeah, probably because yeah. someone th- was in there exactly. with a gun and threatened. Exactly. But that's just a little side note. But I agree. If somebody actually liked Home Alone and, and created this game... I think it'd have been a great game. Just make it like Spy versus Spy. You have a little more time. Like he totally knows the night before in the movie when the wet bandits mm-hmm. are coming. He's not surprised on his front doorstep. Yeah, that's true. I, maybe it's one of those that deserves a modern remake, like they did with the Back to the Future game. Yeah, yeah. just to mm. completely improve upon this, where you can set traps. Oh no, no, make do it all the things that make it like the uh, Friday the Thirteenth game that came out for the Xbox last year. Oh, that would be two amazing. Pe- two people get to be the, the <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That would I be cool. Be, I want to be Buzz's tarantula. <laughs> <laughs> that would be epic, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many people can play out one time, but I think that would be amazing. How about there's like many, like a whole street filled of houses. Not every person is Kevin, but there's like a kid at every single house, and these wet bandits have to go to each house and try to surprise each one of them. That would be great. We need to mm. we need to make our own video game, fellas. I mean, That's maybe, true. but realistically, if you think about it, if you're in a house and there's one kid that you have to find in this house, and they can set up all these booby traps, yeah. they can like do all these different things, and then two, you and somebody else have to work together to find that one kid without getting killed, mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially by these booby traps. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that would work. Yeah, I think like, so too. That's a pretty good idea. <laughs> would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it yeah. would be too. I mean, it can just be a cheap game. It doesn't need to be an expensive $70 game. It can be like an arcade, like an Xbox arcade that they make, mm-hmm. you know, for 10 bucks or whatever. Right. Sure. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I think Ron is something. Yeah, speaking of games that suck. <laughs> Are you talking about talk yours about, now? Let's talk about Die Hard. <laughs> uh, did you guys play this? I did. I, 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 I didn't play it until this. This is like the first episode where I have not played any of these games prior. Yeah. yeah. Same. So I didn't I was, even know this game existed. I mean, I, I, until Tim I, told me. I knew it. I, I remember, yeah, I remember but. seeing the uh, box art when I was a kid in Reno. We used to go walk to the video store all the time and rent NES games. I don't know why we never rented it because I loved Die Hard even as a kid. Well, <laughs> because you loved yourself and wanted to save yourself <laughs> the heartache. Because I think, I'm pretty sure that I was going to go with Gremlins. You were. Mm-hmm. And then you had said you you laughed and had made a diehard joke, mm-hmm. and I said, "Never mind, I'm going with Die Hard because it's the best Christmas movie." <laughs> <laughs> and I regret everything that's happened since then. 
You have a very clear conversation of a uh, memory of a conversation that happened five years ago. (laughs) I like how it just keeps getting further and further back. I don't even think any of us knew each other five years ago. (laughs) You two might have. I think it's when we started. Yeah. Gary and I just met like five years ago or something. I knew who Gary was, but that's just because I watched him from afar. (laughs) So, okay. Anyways, (laughs) uh, Yeah, so Die Hard for the NES is a game that is so bad. It's just not good. It's hard. Um, mm-hmm. It came out in in um, North America in January of 92. It was published by Activision, which is pretty cool. Activision, they've done some really great stuff. Mm-hmm. Not this. <laughs> this is not one of the games that they published. I don't know. Tony Van is the designer. I don't know if he designed anything else. I don't uh, know. You can't find him. So hmm. any more information on him. Um, so basically, it is obviously you're in uh, Nakatomi Plaza, and you start off. I think you start off on like like floor thirty three or something like that. I, I can't remember exactly right. what floor it is. Yeah, that sounds right. But it's yeah, and then there's 40 terrorists that are scattered throughout this building, but I don't think you go to—I I didn't play the game that long, but I'm pretty sure you can only go to, like, five, four or five floors. Yeah, you couldn't go to the main floor that's because that's where um, Hans Gruber was. Um, you couldn't go to that floor when I played it, at least, last week. Right. Yeah, so basically, like, while you're playing it, you have these terrorists. You have to get rid of all these terrorists before they unlock— the combina- all the combinations or whatever, so before they blow up the building. So you just have like a limited amount of time to do this, and you have to... I, there's like a, a countdown or something that's up in the corner that you are watching like as you take down these terrorists. Was but there the a countdown? Is, I didn't even notice a countdown. I'm pretty sure there's a countdown like okay. up in the corner. There probably was. It was like 40 was... terrorists, and, and then like as you kill them, it starts going down. I'm pretty okay. sure there was. Oh, that's what that countdown. I, I don't think I knew what it but... was. I, I do remember seeing numbers up there, but I don't know if I knew what it was. Yeah, it's the, how many terrorists that there actually are. Okay. Um, and it's such a hard game, though. Like that's mm. the thing is that as you're going, bullets are flying everywhere. Yeah. And it's not yeah. like there's like two terrorists per level. It's like every corner you walk around, and you can't see around the corners. Yeah. I thought and that was a like cool a, aspect, though. I thought it was cool how it blackened out parts of the uh, map so you wouldn't see everything. It made it more realistic. It it did. I did like that, but I felt like they went with like a Metal Gear Solid approach, or mm-hmm. a Metal Gear approach, not Metal Gear Solid, but Metal Gear for the NES. They kind of like, it re- really reminded me of that game as far as like the gameplay, which is okay, but I just feel like if they did like more of a Contra or something... Right. You know, for this, I, I mean, I guess I get where they were coming from, but I, I don't know. I just, I thought it would be cool if it was like a side scroller and then you could end up in the vents at some point and yeah. you're like crawling yeah. through them, which you can do in the game. You can get into the vents, but it just takes you like another little area. Yeah, it was just a hard game. You know, you have guns that you can use. You, 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 uh, you can use your fist, but the thing is, if you don't have a gun and you're going after these dudes with guns with your fist, you're yeah. not going to make it. They're going to kill you. One yeah. cool thing I found um, out when I when I ran out of ammo with one of my guns, I just started punching him, and the cool thing was he stopped shooting me and just started punching me too. So it was kind of like the movies. That's true. Yeah. It was kind of the movies where oh. they decided to duel with their fists instead of one person having a gun, one person with a fist. Hmm. Yeah, as long as you don't walk away. Cause exactly. If yeah. you walk away, they sh- start yep. shooting again, don't they? Yep, they did. As soon as I okay, left, I like, so. yeah. as soon as I was like a foot away from them, that's when they started shooting right. again. So, I mean, 
It's like I think the concept of it was pretty cool. I think it could have been a little bit better, but again, we're talking about a game from 1992, so yeah. um, you know we we definitely have to give it a little bit of leeway there. Um, I guess my issue is I I wanted to like it a lot more, um, just because of, um, you know, just because of what it is. It's Die Hard. I love Die Hard, yeah. so I really really wanted to like it. Um, but and I think that there were some uh, diehard games that came out later. There yes. was um, I played in like a, the late '90s that yeah. was supposed to actually be okay. Yeah, I played the PlayStation One. Yeah, Die Hard trilogy where you yep. played all yeah, three yep, games. Yep, yep. Like the third one was a driving game where you raced around the city trying to defuse bombs. The first one was a first-person shooter, and the other I, I forget. But it was cool how they they laid it out, and by far superior to this game. Yeah, I think the first one was a third-person shooter. The second one that, was like an on-rail shooter. That seems right, yeah. 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 I had fun with this game. Like you said, it was incredibly hard, even on the easy um, setting. It just reminded me like a, a side-scroller shooter, you know? And But it was incredibly hard. Because I, I went to every level. I made sure I went to every level to see what it was so I can talk about all the levels. There was one level that was a lot easier, and like only one guy was on it. Mm-hmm. And um, right, but right. yeah, as soon as you if if it's you versus one bad guy, it wasn't so bad because he can sp- spray the uh, bullets and you can walk between them, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, get, that get more nice. than get more than one, and it's nearly impossible. I, just to frustrate myself further, after I gave up on the game, I watched someone play through the whole thing. Don't do that. And, <laughs> oh, they were so good. Right. Uh, I mean, yep, yep. <laughs> but you do only see, I think, level four. 31, 32, 33, 34, 35 on the roof. So seven levels of the 45 floors, basically. Yeah. Which is a little Yeah, see, I never I never like watching the walkthroughs afterwards because I'm like, I, I have a video game podcast and I'm this bad. Like, <laughs> it, just, it just shows how much harder games were back in the 80s and 90s. No joke. That's the thing, though. Like, I think about all these games. And I'm like, dude, I put in so much time in these games, and there's like nothing to them. It's because mm-hmm. they were so hard. Like, I'm playing Red Dead Redemption Two right now. So am I. So am I. And, yeah, and I'm like only thirty percent through the game, and I've been playing it forever. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's it's huge. Like that's why when you play an NES game back in the day, you'll never beat it. I'll beat this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you have to. Back then, you had to dedicate a whole weekend to it and not turn off your system because a lot of games you couldn't save it. I mean, you can't save it, but a lot of games have the the password thing where you can yes. jump up. But I don't think Die Hard or Home Alone had that feature. Not that so I remember. You, you I had to, enough time. You had to set aside a whole weekend <laughs> just to beat one game because you could not save it or turn it off. Yeah, and it was so worth it when you did. Yeah, oh, I remember like. Mainly just the Mario games. I've beaten every Mario game with my brother, and that was just so satisfying. Well, they I think they all were. I mean, even still to this day, like whenever we first started this podcast two years from now, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, whenever I, I beat DuckTales, like I was so yeah, stoked about it. Yeah. I was just like, oh, yes, I finally beat DuckTales. This is amazing. And I think about it. I, don't, I, I think I've only beaten maybe seven games from my childhood. Maybe a little more than that. Mm-hmm. I beat all the Disney ones. They were fairly lot. They were a lot easier. Beat all the Mario's, and but then there's also the racing games that don't really have a story. You know, it's not really an yeah. ending to it. So I beat a lot of games, but not nearly as much as nowadays. I remember 
I was kind of like a, a legend among my peers in high school because I beat uh, Lion King. Yeah, I remember. And that was... Yep. That's incredible. You got past the, the part where you're supposed to jump on all the animal heads? Man, oh, yeah, good. that was easy. That was don't, easy. It's... Don't, don't, don't pretend. It's First of all, to... you said you were a legend in high school for beating Lion King, so you referred to yourself <laughs> as a legend, and we weren't going to bring it up, but now we will. Hey, amongst I said amongst my group of friends, or I meant to. Yeah. <laughs> to me, I think I think I remember the hardest level being the uh, the elephant graveyard. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, it only it only gets so worse, good. fellas. Yeah. Uh, that's my that's my game for next month. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Once you get to Akuna Matata, then you're really dealing with the. Whoa, hard whoa, level. whoa! Hey, calm down. You know, Disney's got that trademarked, and there's a whole thing going around saying that they shouldn't be able to do that. So you better be careful. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I meant Hakuku Matata. <laughs> Did you guys hear about that? There's this whole thing going around where people are saying that Disney should not trademark Akuna Matata because it's a, a very common saying in like South Africa oh, or something. Really interesting. It, we should do that. I'm trademarking the word video games. <laughs> Good luck with that. Matt. Yeah, and rewind. <laughs> All right, Gary. What game did you pick that we've never heard of? Ever. <laughs> so this was originally going to be like a forgotten cartridge installment, but because I don't really do those much anymore, I just figured I would talk about it here. Uh, it's a game from 1994 called Days Before Christmas. Uh, brought to you by Sunsoft. It's one of the few Christmas video games that's actually relatively good. I mean, there are a handful of them that are pretty awful, but this was one of, if not the last games that Sunsoft produced, so it never really got a wide release. Um, It is available, and I guess there are American ports, but I don't know. I've never seen a copy of this game in my life, and I just happened to stumble across it years ago. Uh on an emulator so it was one that just really uh you get to play a santa claus which is something you don't get to do very often nice and uh you have to save christmas from an evil snowman but there's a lot of little neat tweaks to this game that make it different did you guys watch any playthrough i actually actually played it yesterday and a little bit today before recording this and it was fun I, i think the music was pretty epic i thought yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just Christmas music. I loved it. I'm going to play Here's a little bit of it right here. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. So I thought that was pretty cool how it had a real Christmas music. I think my favorite thing about this game is that, like, each level is set up as an advent calendar. So yes, there's I was 24 say that. levels. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as as you beat each level, one of the advent things, you know, lights up and it shows you which level you just beat. I thought that was really unique and kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing I don't understand and, is there's a part, okay, so you play a Santa Claus, jump around, collecting presents or whatever. What is the right. whole thing about drinking that hot drink that turns you into the devil? <laughs> uh, <laughs> they call him Anti-Claus, but I think Satan Claus is a better name. Yeah. Mm. Krampus. Uh, Krampus. Krampus, yes. Yeah. yes. I, I guess it kind of is that. <laughs> it's basically the power star from Mario. Yeah, okay, so you're 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 you you're unbeatable when you become mm-hmm. Krampus then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Satan Claus trademark. But you just can't pick up any of the uh packages, right? Right, yeah, okay. which I thought was kind of strange. Yeah. 
then one of the neatest things is, yeah, as you take down enemies or as you uh, make it your way through the level, you pick up presents along the way. And there are like in-between levels where you actually fly through cities like Russia and and some other countries and you drop presents into the uh, you have to press a button to try to drop presents into the chimney, like kind of like a paper boy type thing, nice. which was a lot of fun. It does get repetitive towards the end, but just there were so many neat things going into it that I was like. I kind of like this game, surprisingly. Yeah, I mean, it was simplistic, and but it was so very... I think it's kind of cool. I mean, it was definitely the better of the three games we talked about today, I think. For sure, yeah. Yeah, see, the th- problem is, though, is that whenever I want to play Santa Claus, I want to play Santa Claus doing like the thing I think of the most of Santa Claus, which is breaking and entering. Mm. <laughs> he's, we need like, to do he's that. The world's, we he's didn't... the world's favorite criminal we need to do that a home alone game with santa claus he tries to break into kevin's house to deliver packages yes yes oh and joe pesci's santa (laughs) yes (laughs) perfect yeah yeah sorry sorry marv you're you're out of it (laughs) he could be an elf you guys remember remember him in bushwhack that was a cool movie oh yeah yeah that's right i do (laughs) that movie's awesome (laughs) i love that guy what's his name Daniel Stern? Yes. Yeah. That's why Gary's here. <laughs> that is that is why he's here. He's the walking <laughs> to bring IMDb. Up obscure video games and yeah. And yeah, like Ferris Bueller the TV series. Yeah, you just know <laughs> all these things that like me and Tim could Google if we wanted to, but it's just so much easier to have Gary here. I make this a no research podcast. And it's the, uh, it's so much easier. I have an idea. He should mm-hmm. just be Mrs. Claus and Drag. I think that mm-hmm. would be hilarious. You just made this weird. No, yeah. have him keep yes. everything. <laughs> nope, it was weird. I don't even Actually, know what got on that. Have you seen pictures of Daniel Stern recently? He does kind of look like Santa Claus. You're He's not, got a white can, beard. Yeah. And... Now I get what you're saying. I was completely confused. I thought you were talking about Kevin. <laughs> oh, no, no, that would be weird. <laughs> I was confused. I thought we were still talking about two people. No, that's even better. Yes, <laughs> they, to have both of them. Kevin's trying to take out Mr. and Mrs. Claus as Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern. And then it's really easy for them to catch him because as soon as he sees him, he just stares. (laughs) What happened? All right. So next next month, Jacob, what are you going to be playing next month? All right. So I said I was going to pick a GameCube game, but then we talked about Lion King, and Lion King's really fun. I think I want to play Lion King. We've not done that yet, right? Uh, No, we haven't. I'll try to make it past the graveyard. So good. It's so fun. And the cool thing is we make sure that we have Gary because that way if I don't play it, I can like pretend my way through enough of it to where he can carry me like usual. <laughs> I think I'll pick also an SNES game. I just don't know what it is yet. Gary, are you going to be on That's, with us? I just yes. found out, so I haven't picked anything. <laughs> okay. Gary, pick something. You don't know what you're picking and you need me to fill no, this time. No, exactly. Right? i will talk about indiana jones his greatest adventures for the super nintendo greatest adventures i think i've only played the temple of doom game this is a snes cart that has all three movies spread out into one game okay cool so that'd be fun to play i don't dude i really don't know what i want to pick i just didn't get it sounds to me like next month's just being gary if you're gonna do this to us I think okay. I got it. And let me just check and make sure we haven't talked about it yet. No, we have not. Okay. So, mine is going to be a SNES game. And since okay. Spider-Man is a big thing lately because of the new movie and game, I'm going to talk about Spider-Man and Venom Maximum Carnage. 
Yes. I'm excited because I played, well, I didn't play through this recently, but I played some of the way through it. And, uh, yeah, I love that. So game. that means less research. I'm, I'm into this. Yeah, exactly. I think I, I've played, well, Jacob, what game did you pick again? <laughs> I didn't pick one. Yes, you, oh, you did Lion King. Lion King. Okay. <laughs> hey, Gary, what did you pick again? Because I totally forget. I know it's been a minute, but. <laughs> and, uh, let me make sure I get the name right. Oh, you right. got Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. I think it's the only Super Nintendo game for him. Yeah, I played the NES one of the Temple of Doom. Indiana Jones's Greatest Adventures. All right. Yeah, I am That's looking. I feel like I, I feel like I blacked out for like five minutes because I don't remember any of this. <laughs> yeah, according to our timeline, that was twelve years. Yeah, at least <laughs> twelve 15, years yeah, ago. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of dudes, okay, so this episode is coming out Christmas Eve, or at least the day mm-hmm. around around Christmas Eve time. I'm gonna be in Florida for my twentieth, my high school twentieth reunion. Nice. Right after that, dude, I'm getting so old. <laughs> Yeah, you are. And why are and why are they having it during Christmas? That is weird that it's literally the week of Christmas. It's like they are doing that because most people will be home for the holidays. That's exactly what they said too, and it's a super, super small town with like two stoplights, if that So no one comes home. (laughs) Well no, nobody ever leaves. Everybody lives there. Oh, and so well, you don't. Yeah, They're doing it no, for you, Tim. Exactly. Well, I'm I'm excited because I haven't been back to my hometown in Florida since my 10 year reunion. So it's gonna be fun. And and even Dude, then, that was a long time ago. Yeah, even then, it, I think we started a video game rewind around that time, didn't we? I, yeah, I, think, I believe so. I think so. so. Yep. But even then, I didn't <laughs> see all my friends. I had some friends that were like in the military and everything that I haven't seen since high school. So it's gonna be people mm-hmm. there that I haven't seen for 20 years. That's awesome. So, and it's going to be yeah, 70 degrees. Fun. Dude, I'm so looking forward to 70-degree weather. Yeah, yeah, but they're all going to make fun of you because you shaved your beard. No, it's, it, Well, most of it's back now. No, it's not the <laughs> same. It's not the same, Tim. <laughs> yeah, I did shave my beard. I, did, I haven't even talked about that yet on this, on this mm-hmm. podcast. So I had to shave my beard because I was cast in that uh, Kevin Costner TV show Yellowstone as a state police officer, state highway state. Yes. And so the state police officer. Yes, the well, state well there was officer. two. There was two in my scene. There, you know, there's two of us. <laughs> but you're but... like top dog. <laughs> I know how tall you are. It is true. He's about a foot shorter than me, probably. But Ooh. hey, no, it was a fun time. And so the highway patrolmen, they they have to. They can't have any beards. They can't have facial hair in Montana. So they asked me to shave my beard, and I gladly did it because it's for Kevin Costner. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, that's true. Well, guess what I did whenever you shaved your beard? You shaved, you grew your beard. Yep, for the first time ever, I have a beard. All right. So you're welcome, Tim. Thank you. (laughs) You you sent me a text and you said I have to shave my beard. I said, I'm on it. (laughs) Somebody has to have a beard. It's it's a balance. I'm trying to get the balance. Somebody has to have one on this podcast. And Gary used to have one, but is, is yours gone now, Gary? It is gone. Yep. See, somebody's has to. Now mine's mainly back. It's you know three fourths back. Gary, isn't your hair gone too? No. I mean, well, it's no, shorter you, than you it don't have your. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not equal to the length in the uh, Skype picture. Yeah. I feel like you need to look exactly like you do in the <laughs> Skype picture. Yeah, you can't Whenever change. you talk, I just stare at it. <laughs> it's so glorious. I'm gonna get. I'm getting a T-shirt made of just Gary, and it's gonna say "Gare Bear is my spirit animal." <laughs> Gare Bear stare. 
Tim, get on that. <laughs> I, I really should. I really should and have it so everybody can buy one. Yeah, no one's going to understand what this reference is because they don't have my <laughs> Skype information. Well, they will have it when they have the picture on the T-shirt. They'll know what it means. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, so this, so this Yellowstone episode, I believe it's going to be the last episode of season two. That's what I was told. So stay tuned for that. I'm sure I'll be promoting it when I hear otherwise. So look for the uh, probably, I don't know how much screen time I'm going to have. It's not going to be long at all. But uh, hopefully they don't zoom in on the person in front of me who was the main actor in the scene and just cut me out almost completely. Right. I mean, I'll be in it regardless because I was right behind the lead actor. But uh, if they, which means that they're going to get you from like the chest. They down. could exactly if because they if they zoom in exactly, and he is kind of. But the camera was like only like a foot off the ground, aiming up a little bit. So yeah, <laughs> perfect. Yeah, and we're I, I can't talk more more. But I don't think I can say anything about it honestly. But uh, it's gonna be cool. And they said season three. There's a good possibility that I'll be called back. Noise. Mm-hmm. You better be called back. I told you, dude. Height, it just basically means authority. <laughs> so the taller you are, the more power you hold. Which is basically why I don't have any. I'll take that. How tall are you anyways? Uh, like 4'2". That's what I thought. 5'9". <laughs> <laughs> so standing to you, I might as well be 4'2". <laughs> <laughs> and Gary's like 6'3 or something? 6'2"? He's gone. I hope that's a lie. He got intimidated. Yeah, he just left. Yep. He didn't say bye. He just left. <laughs> he got sick of us talking about making Garestare shirts. No, he's probably making it right now. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm on it, guys. All right. I'm, I'm designing it right now, guys. I'm going to mute my microphone so I can get on that right now, have it for sale so you can have it by Christmas. <laughs> I think it's an easy design. We already have the picture. <laughs> oh, Gary's gone. All right. Well, I guess that's going to conclude our Christmas episode, and I cannot honestly believe Christmas is already this week, which is insane. Yeah, I know. I'm, like, really not prepared for it at all. Like, I'm not... It's like I'm excited that Christmas is here, but at the same time, it freaks me out. Yeah, I think it's because I have my mind on the uh, reunion, which I leave two days after Christmas, so my mind's been on that, mainly because I have to come up with the money to get there. But, all right, guys. So, honestly, from... All of us here from Saturday Morning Rewind hope everybody has a very Merry Christmas and just stay safe, stay happy, stay warm, and we'll see you guys, I guess, 2019. Or 16 years from now. Possibly. Game over, man.